Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Good Life Podcast with Mike Sappho. I'm beyond pumped for tonight's show. Second show of 2016. The first one was with Lee Abamante, the most traveled man in the world. All of my shows can be found on iTunes and Twitter by searching Mike Sappho, one word. I said this in conversation the other night when old school wrestling talk came up. The iconic and legendary wrestlers of the WWF in the late 1980s is as exclusive as any professional Hall of Fame. There's such a small fraternity and only a few can, I guess, resonate and stand the test of time, known more for their gimmicks and actual wrestling than their physiques, what they tweeted, or what movie they're in. When you bring up WWF back in the day, there are, I would say, 10 to 20 names that always come up. That's it. They're constantly talked about with wrestling. I'm about to interview one of those legends right now. Not only am I honored to have on today's guest, I've had other wrestlers on, Kamala, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the disaster interview that was Virgil. I'm actually a little overwhelmed. One of my favorite wrestlers ever, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird to interview these people that you've watched since you were little. Welcome to the show, WWE Hall of Famer, the legend, Jake the Snake Roberts. What's going on, Jake? Not much, guys. How you doing? Jake, that raspy voice—it's so iconic with all your promos. Is it a act, or is that really yeah. your voice? That low voice. Uh, the low voice is uh, back in 1976. I got a knee dropped in my throat and it crushed my voice box. So, this is what you get. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not a gimmick at all. Well, listen. Thank you for spending a few no. minutes with me. <laughs> and before no we talk some wrestling, let me uh, tell everyone and me about your upcoming movie. What's it about, and how we can find it? Well, it's on iTunes, man. It uh, starts the 12th, uh, pre-order now. Um, you know, it's it's about my road to sobriety, man. Uh, two, two, over two years, I went into uh, making the film, and uh, it's probably the first reality show ever done. It was actually real. Um, the cameras are on 24-7. Um, it's really, there's really some raw, tough spots in it, but it's, um, it's what it was, man. And, um, you know, it's about saving a man's life. You know, it saved my life. It probably saved Scott Hall's. But, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, stuck it out there and he went for it. And, um, I'm really, really happy about the movie. Uh, it was very tough filming it. Uh, it was very, very tough to watch it. Because uh, nobody wants to see themselves with all your warts exposed and, uh, you know, you're, you're misbehaving and uh, being a complete damned idiot and uh, watching yourself lie um, is not, like, not a good thing, you know. And uh, it, it still tugs at me pretty hard whenever it, it's on, you know. But uh, the people that it's going to help, I think it will help a lot of people, you know. just uh, It's already helped a lot of people. You know, I've been I've talked to people at uh you know, it, it um oh when we 
we previewed it out at uh, Slam Dance and all that. Uh, there were people just leaving the building crying. I had one lady saying, I've got to get out of here. I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, no, no, I, I, I blew somebody off 15 years ago. That was my best friend. I turned my back on her. She goes, I'm, I'm going down the street to call her and apologize. And I'm like, wow. You know, and uh, then you meet somebody that's, uh, I met a lady the other night, man, that uh, she's part of a big group of, uh, you know, abused children. And um, I'm their hero, man. That uh, When times are tough, they say, you know, what would Jake do? You know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty damn cool, man. And, uh, you know, I take the time to talk to people that want to talk, you know, and uh, I will continue to do that. Um, I just put out a thing trying to help Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he would contact me. I know I could help the guy. I know I could. Uh, I, I have tweeted him and uh, no response, but I understand, you know. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll get better and, and maybe he does need me. And I, I think he does. Uh, no doubt in my mind. You know, he's going down that wrong road, and I've been to the end of that long road. And, uh, and the long road is not something you want to do. And uh, it's very unfortunate that he's doing it. You know, at least I had a career before I screwed up my life. <laughs> uh, he screwed up his before he even gets going. So, you know, um, there's a lot in the movie that uh, enlightens people. Uh, there's a lot in the movie that uh, shocks people, you know. But uh, it is what it is. It was the truth, man. And uh, I'm looking forward. You know, we've been considered uh, for an Oscar, and uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, whatever now, Jake, comes it, of it. Was it your idea uh, to make the know. movie? Was it your idea to make the movie? How the idea about it to come up uh, and film it you? Was, uh, it was Diamond Dallas Page and uh, Steve Yu's idea to film it. You know, and uh, that was a hard decision for me because I'd uh, been ripped off and treated pretty rough with a previous documentary slash BS. Oh, yeah, that was garbage. Um, yeah, it was garbage, and uh, they really attacked my family, and it really hurt me, and it really, uh, you know, maybe someday I'll move in next door to that guy and take his kids <laughs> to school, maybe put all his wife's back, mow his yard for him, you know, show him <laughs> some real love. But, uh, you know... God knows what he did. Not like God handling. I can't take care of that. You know, because if I did, I'd strangle a guy. What good would that do? You know, and um, I would strangle those that uh, taught me into doing it too. But I don't want. I don't want to go there. But uh, we won't. You know, right. no, making no, that decision. Do what? No, I said go ahead. Continue making that decision. Making that decision to do it. Um, it came down to that Dallas saying, look, man, I, I know what you've been through. Uh, what what about if we, we film it? Uh, then after it's done, we'll sit down and watch it. If you don't want anybody else to see it, we put it in a box and it's done. Well, uh, I couldn't hardly say no to that. So uh, we did film it. And, um, you know, I found out early on that um, filming yourself when you're drunk is uh, – well, it, it, it helps you get sober. You know, maybe maybe everybody should film everybody else when they're acting complete asses of themselves. And, uh, 
Because, uh, you know, when you see yourself aiming like that, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I actually did that. Or, you know, because you don't remember that stuff. You know, that's the good thing about being a drunk. You black out and you don't remember anything. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you do see it, it's like, holy Christ, I hope I never do that again. You know, and uh, at this point in my life, I've got a couple of years sober now, and um, I don't think I will ever do that again. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I'm enjoying the sober life, man, and uh, and what it's given to me. And um, you know, the rewards have been phenomenal. You know, getting my family back under me, and uh, and my grandkids loving me, and my kids actually want me to play with my grandkids. Before I couldn't even see them because they didn't want to hang around a crack addict and a drunk. But uh, you know, people say, "Well, why didn't you do cocaine?" Well, it's because I like that stuff. That's why. <laughs> so, bottom line, but. Um, you know, it, it for for a while it was fun, but then all of a sudden it was no longer a choice to do. It was a necessity, and once it becomes a necessity, no matter what that vice is, whether it's food, sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever, then it's a problem. Uh, it'll take your life from you, and uh, that's the reason I want to reach out and help Manzel, man, because he's a great talent. But um, that spotlight is, uh, you know. He's not a handsome devil, so he's probably getting laid a little bit too much. And, uh, you know, that's what money does for you sometimes. You get you in a lot of damn trouble. So um, that's that's what I've got to say about the movie, man. It's called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, and it's out on iTunes. Absolutely. And, yes. It, Absolutely. The, review, the reviews are – we'll get back to it a little bit, but I want there's so much I want to talk to you about. But first, you have to clear up the one rumor. I've heard you say it before I read it. Is it true that Jake the Snake didn't, in fact, like snakes? Is that true? Terrified of them. <laughs> Can't stand them. Then how'd that gimmick come about then? Well, maybe that's why I did so many drugs. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was an idea of mine. And uh, this man, you know, called me on it and said, hey, what a great idea. We want you to carry a snake. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Holy shit, I forgot one thing. I'm afraid of them. So, you know. You put enough money on the table, hell, I'll walk down the aisle with you in my bag. I don't give a shit. <laughs> now, did you have to travel and live with the snakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real pain in the ass, man. Oh, that's... And you never got Horrible. used to them? You never got used to them? Mm-hmm. I get used to them, I guess. You know, you, you, know, you never get used to get, getting bit. It. <laughs> you know, that's not fun. I don't give a shit how many times it happens. It still hurts. It scares the hell out of you. One last snake question then. How many did you go through throughout your career in like WWF, I guess, or WWE, whatever? I, I don't have a number, but it was quite a few. You know, I had a couple of commit suicide. Um, you know, really? They bit me, and they'll, yeah, they bite me, and then they just, I don't know, I'd go back in the back and pick them up after they bit me, and they'd just dive at the wall with their head and crush their skull. It was really weird. Wow. <laughs> that, you know what? Yeah. It's like Maybe I was slamming her head into the wall. <laughs> it's like finding out there was no Santa Claus, that Damien wasn't the only snake with you. That, that's like, there you go. my child. <laughs> now listen, you're, Jake. You're good, a good. Yeah. Least I'm <laughs> you're a second generation wrestler. Uh, growing up, I know you had a strained relationship with your father, but did you know wrestling was your career? Was that, was there any other option no, or you wanted to no. be a wrestler? No, really? no, really? no, no, no. I hated wrestling. Really? I hated it. Well, yeah, because I never got to see my dad, you know, so I figured it was wrestling's fault. It wasn't the fact that he was an asshole. 
you know, um, you know, he didn't give a shit about his family. You know, there's too many young girls out there for him to tag on to. But uh, you know, I don't go there, man. You know, no, yeah, I was never around. I was never around him anyway. You know, and uh, then when I did get into it, he did everything in the world to keep me from making it. You know, he never wow. helped me. Oof. You know, Sam yeah. Houston and Rock and Robin, they got help quite a bit. But um, I was on the outside looking in, you know. Now you uh, jumped on the yeah you, Jake, you jumped on the, you jumped on the scene yeah you jumped on the scene quickly in the WWF with your memorable everyone talks about it WrestleMania two I think it was with I guess Wells you made him foam at the yeah. mouth tell me about appearing yeah. at WrestleMania the first time and I guess right away because you got you you came on strong when a guy foams at the mouth mm-hmm. you're gonna become a name now was that something big did you expect all that fame that came right away with that oh man. You know, it was the character and the, the craziness of the snake and everything was afraid of. But, you know, everybody was afraid of snakes. But I don't give a damn who you are. If you say you're not afraid, you're a liar. You know, <laughs> that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, uh, I had a lot of guys, I'd go ahead and put it on me. You know, all of a sudden it's time for you to go, holy shit, man, don't do that. You know, <laughs> you know. Now, oh, you, well. <laughs> before I touch on some of your classic feuds, I read that you were supposed to have this big feud with Hogan that never panned out. And that could have yeah. obviously elevated not only your money, but your whole entire career a different way. Yeah. Why did that never pan out with Hogan? Because the fans. The fans started chanting DDT, DDT. And yeah, that caused, what, guys. Vince not to do it? <laughs> Sorry for liking you. Know, well, Vince said, Vince, you know, bottom line, Vince said, hey, we can't have that because uh, you're splitting the crowd. You know, the crowd was 50-50 at best. I think it was about 70-30, you know, chanting for me. And that would have screwed up all their marketing. And they got millions and millions of dollars invested in Hogan. And that's not the way the company's rolling. So, you know, Vince just looked at me and said, I'm sorry, man. It's just bad luck. You know, fuck. Now, next question. Guys, I I don't have but about 10, 15 more minutes because I've got to scoot. That's perfect, Jake. That's perfect. A few questions I want to ask you about. Right. You you battle with Andre the Giant. How scary was it working with him? And I I have a fascination with him, so I want one good classic Andre story. Okay, well, in the beginning it was real damn scary. Uh, Andre <laughs> likes to test people, you know, and he'd test you. If you didn't stand up to him, he'd just wind up beating your ass, man, just tearing you from limb from limb. And uh, he tested me, and I called him on it, and. Uh, probably the scariest night of my life to walk in the dressing room and call him out, you know, say, hey, goddammit, you know, that's bullshit what you just pulled out there. You know, I said, we're trying to make money and you're going to play that? You know, screw you, you big bastard. And, um, I mean, everybody in the locker room was running. I'm like, dude, you don't kill you, you just don't kill me. But, damn, he just damn near killed me in the ring. So, I mean, hell, if it had been a straight fight, I'd give up three or four times, you know. Uh, he would test you, and uh, after I did that, he looked at me and said, okay, boss, we're okay. And after that, it was a dream, man, except for one night whenever he had a little bit too much to drink. It was his birthday. We were in Montreal, and um, he was pretty exhausted and uh, got down in the corner and sat on me and farted on me. For <laughs> the Giants fart for an extremely long time. <laughs> You know, they like smell that? like people from, you know, they smell like people from Moncton. Parts do, you know. 
You know what? That that uh, categorized a good Andre story that I wanted to hear. Now, you have, you had classic feuds. Any ones that stand out? I know you had the classic ones with Rick Rude, Earthquake, uh, mm-hmm. the blindfold match, mm-hmm. Steamboat. Any one mm-hmm. that you loved working with? What was your favorite feud that you? Well, you Steam, Steamboat was great. Savage was fun because I got to, you know the Cobra up to him. D.B. was easy because he would just listen to him and we'd go out and do what we wanted to do. <laughs> uh, Rick Rube was always scary because you never knew what the hell he was going to do. And, uh, no, it was all great, man. I mean, uh, Rick Martell, damn, I was like driving a damn Mercedes, man, not having to worry about anything. No, I enjoyed any feud I was in, you know, and uh, there was very few people that I did not uh, enjoy being in the ring with. You know, there was a couple... Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say who. Yeah, but, no need uh, for that. No, I'm not going to no. bash anybody, man. I ain't got time for this. No, Jake, I only got you for a couple more minutes. I said you two or three yeah. more questions. Any yeah. wrestlers? You I don't want to. I don't want to bash anybody, but Vader. Of oh, course no, not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Now, any wrestler that you wished you worked with that you never did? Oh, sure. There's lots. You know, especially the new guys, Bray Wyatt. I'd love to work with. I'd love to work with Randy Orton. I think I could help him. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you know, you right? Randy Orton's Randy Orton's a bit of an enigma, man. You, you just can't figure out what it is he's missing. He, he, he has the look, the person that he's so close to being the next. Yeah. Super, yeah, he really is. He's he not. really, really is. No, not yet. Now, uh, you I, think, I think if yeah. I had two, I think if I had two weeks to ring with him, he'd be fine. Now, you traveled, obviously, back then, you guys traveled 250 days a year. Who was your closest friend in, in the WWF those days? Oh, Hacksaw. You guys still close? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Now, two last yeah. questions. I know, I know you got to go. Right now, yeah. what does what does 60-year-old Jake the Snake Roberts say to 20-year-old Jake just coming up, in the, coming up the ranks? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'd say. Don't fucking do it, man. The sacrifices that we had to give in those days um, caused a lot of problems. I mean, it was damn near impossible to keep a relationship together with anybody or anything. Um, What I did to my body, you know, and now I'm paying for it, you know, it wasn't worth it. Um, The only thing that makes being in the ring worth it from those days is what you got out of it personally. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the love of the business. And uh, that's what kept me going. I was so passionate for it that I wanted to break it off of my father's ass. And I just kept going, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did had a lot of injuries. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, the guitar thing to the head, no BS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was hurt really bad from that. And, uh, a smart guy would have stayed down and wouldn't have came back, but I came back anyway, you know, and uh, now I'm paying for it. But uh, my life is sweet, man. I'm living out in Vegas, about to start a brand-new wrestling company out here um, called uh, Revolution Wrestling. Oh, called what? Classic Wrestling Revolution. And um, it's going to be big, man, and I believe in it. It's going back old school. And uh, we're going to have some fun doing it, man. It'll be uh, based out of the Rio Hotel and Caesar's Palace, and we'll run six days a week. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. And um, we'll be teaching a lot of people. You know, I love that you have good coach. Yeah, I love that you have coach such passion, Bill. 
well, have such passion still for the business, Jake. It's great. I love the wrestling, man, and uh, you know I I would like to help McMahon, but uh, I wouldn't last but about a month up there and fire my ass again, you know, because I I say what I think, you know, and uh, there's so much going wrong that I I'm sure I get fired pretty damn quick. Listen, Jake, I appreciate you so much coming on, brother. Listen, continued sobriety. No problem. And good luck with the movie, brother. Yeah. It was an honor to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. I'll get back with you when my book comes out. Sounds good to me, Jake. Be good, my man. All right. Bye. 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 Jake the Snake Roberts. We didn't have William have for 20 minutes, but still talking to an absolute legend, Jake the Snake. name of the movie is The Resur- Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. You can watch a trailer for it. And he talked about, you know, behind the mat and the other stuff. He did those movies when he was not in a good place. And he, they made they portrayed him to look horrible. And the reviews on this, every site you go to, like he said, he's nominated. Every review, every site, it's five stars, five stars, five stars. So I hope everyone enjoyed the interview. I wish we had him for a few more. There's like two or three more questions. Apparently, there's this famous Undertaker, Jake the Snake strip club story I want to talk to him about. Um... I want to ask him about Jimmy Snooker, but I'm, I, we don't want to talk too much about the dark days because he's doing well with sobriety. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Have a good day.